Welcome to the Daily Bite. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today we read Psalm 72 of Solomon. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. Let the mountains bear prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people. Give deliverance to the children of the needy, and crush the oppressor. May they fear you while the sun endures, and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days may the righteous flourish, and peace abound till the moon be no more. May he have dominion from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. May desert tribes bow down before him, and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all the kings fall down before him, all nations serve him, for he delivers the needy when he calls, the poor and him who has no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence he redeems their life, and precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live. May gold of Sheba be given to him. May prayer be made for him continually, and blessings invoked for him all the day. May there be abundance of grain in the land on the tops of the mountains. May it wave. May its fruit be like Lebanon, and may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever. His fame continue as long as the sun. May people be blessed in him. All nations call him blessed. Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. This is the word of the Lord. Who this prayer is about is probably the key point today to kind of wrestle with, contend with. It's written by Solomon. I might encourage you to try reading it through twice. Read this as an earthly king. Read this as Solomon's prayer that the Lord would make him into this king. That would be in line with the idea from the beginning of Solomon's reign that he asks God for wisdom so that he can govern God's great people. But then also read it back through. And read this king as Jesus, our king, the true king of heaven and earth. Try both. And as you have read it through once, ask your children, would you like to have a king like this? I mean, it sounds good, actually. If you live in America, you've probably been trained to think that a king is an evil thing and that we should have a democracy. I would petition you to 
consider that the form of government that America has, basically a rule by the people, is as far from a godly government as there could be. I know that's a harsh statement, but it was to be that God was our king. And when the people cast him off, rebelled against him, and demanded he give them a king just like all the other nations, that they could be like them, the Lord consented and warned them of the evils the king would do to them. But the king was also still from the Lord. And so we read, that's First Samuel 8, we read in Romans 13 that all governing authority comes from God. And those who resist their governing authorities are resisting God. And yet then you come to this society, which claims to not have a king. We fear that kings are tyrannical and evil. But again, remember their authority comes from the Lord. Without it, they could not do anything. But my challenge to consider with government is this. Our government says we pick our leader rather than God, which was his arrangement with Israel after they threw him off. They would have a king like they wanted, but it would be God's choice. In Daniel chapter 4, the Lord sets on the throne whom he wants, even the lowliest of men. Daniel 4.17, give that one a look. It's about Nebuchadnezzar, but it applies to all thrones. And even more prideful of us then is we think that we can, if we don't like that king, who would have God's authority, we can simply remove them. We can vote them out in a couple of years. Or, if they're really bad, we can get rid of them now. We can impeach them. Our government is very prideful. Our form of government is very prideful. We are prideful. A government by the people, for the people, is a government that is run by sinners. A government that bases its decision on the, the hearts of the many. Genesis chapter 6 would warn us about that, that the thoughts of the hearts of man were nothing but evil continuously. Anyway, back to Psalm 72. This is a text that describes a wonderful earthly king, but still be a sinner. But may the Lord give us such a, a leader. Even today, may he give us such a leader. So let's take a look at that. But first, Solomon. We know Solomon wrote a lot, even multiple books in the Bible. He wrote most of the book of Proverbs. He wrote Ecclesiastes. He wrote the Song of Songs or Song of Solomon, however you want to title that one. He may have written more. Some of the, the books, we don't know who wrote them in the Old Testament. Oftentimes those history books after the Pentateuch. And yet only two of the Psalms are attributed to Solomon, 72 and 127. And that's it. And we're going to get the, the footnote kind of at the end of the text. Verse 20, the prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. And that seems like a, a very strange line to us. In part because, if I counted right, I think David still has 18 more psalms. 
that come after Psalm 72. So maybe the 150 Psalms as we know them were not numbered this way originally. Maybe they had a different order. Maybe this was originally the end of the Psalms. But that over time they got lumped together into the five books that they are now known as, and book three will start tomorrow with Psalm 73. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that one. But let's take a look. Again, twofold. Let's go through it as this being a prayer about an earthly king versus this being a prayer about Christ. So, Lord, give your king justice and righteousness to his son. Could be David Solomon, or it could be Solomon Rehoboam. Right? The king and his prince. Seems like a a fitting context would be that same time Solomon is asking for wisdom, that this is the time where Solomon is becoming king, and he seeks the Lord's guidance to rule his people well. Make the king just. May he be righteous. May he be good. May he do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. May he care for his people. Verse 3, let the mountains and the hills be prosperous and righteous. That would be the whole region, a very mountainous, hilly region. And when I think, again, we think of this as from the American perspective, we think of where crops grow and we think of like the, the flat land in the middle of the United States where all that corn is growing. And we consider it harder to grow on a mountain because of the hill. Lord, provide. May this land of yours be bountiful under this king's rule. May he defend the poor and the children of the needy. The poor have the Lord's protection. They have the Lord's provision. So may this king be after the Lord's own heart, as King David was. May he defend the cause of the poor give deliverance to the children, crush the oppressor. Whatever enemy there may be, may this king triumph. Verse 5 will quickly praise the Lord and then shift back to the king. So may they fear you, O Lord, O Yahweh, and yet may he, the king, be like rain. So first, may everyone while the sun is there or the moon So all generations, all people until paradise, fear God. It's fair. May we fear him, may we trust in him above all things. But then may the king be like rain on the grass, that waters, provides, cares for. May the king provide for his people, that the righteous can flourish, so those who are faithful to God can live in peace, and that peace may abound. And I think we can take that a little further, that the peace that surpasses understanding, the peace that we have with Christ as he reconciles us to God. Till the moon be no more, so till paradise, till the destruction of this heaven and earth and the new heaven and new earth arrive. Dominion from sea to sea. Mediterranean Sea would be the common one on the western border. What sea is the second one? I don't know. The Red Sea doesn't seem as likely. Maybe one of the seas off to the east. Caspian Sea, something like that. I I don't have an answer for that one. 
the river to the ends of the earth. That river could be the Nile. It could be the Jordan. It could be the Euphrates. Those are three commonly targeted rivers by the word river when it's just the river in the Old Testament. But this is a picture of may his kingdom be expanded. May he rule over basically the earth. Desert tribes bow before him. Kings of Tarshish, that's over in Spain. The coastlands, so referencing all of the region around the Mediterranean. Kings of Sheba and Seba. Sheba is in southern Arabia, really right at the bottom of it, by the Red Sea. Seba is southeast of Egypt, also bordering the Red Sea, and really all that separates Sheba and Seba is the Red Sea. Otherwise, they'd be next to each other. May they bring him gifts. So may this king have the favor of all the earth so that all the nations serve him. Verse 12 gives you the why, because he delivers the needy. The world sees this man, this king, as wondrous and and caring for his people and being a king who, who cares, loves, provides for all in his charge. Poor, the weak, the needy, he saves them. He delivers them from oppression and violence because their blood... That is their life, as the Old Testament talks of it, Leviticus in particular, is precious in his sight. Their lives are precious in his sight. May such a king live long. Again, if Solomon is praying that this would be him, long live the king, common greeting. May gold of Sheba be given to him. 1 Kings chapter 10, the queen of Sheba brings Solomon vast gifts as she seeks out his wisdom. Prayer be made for him. Now notice not to him, for him. Pray for your king. We actually see this. 1 Timothy 2 instructs us to pray for our kings. That we may live lives of peace and quietness in godly ways. Blessings invoked for him, invoked, called upon. So may the people call for God to bless this king. Care for him, give him gifts. An abundance of grain, so wealth, prosperity. Even on the mountaintops, may the grain wave. It's a beautiful picture when you stop and think about it. Mountains covered with grain and it's just flowing in the breeze. May its fruit be like Lebanon, so a northern neighbor. People blossom in the cities. It's a fun phrase. May the Lord so provide growth, not just to the grass, but even to people. May he multiply them in the cities. May his name endure forever, his fame as long as the sun. That has come to pass for Solomon, as we still know his name to this day. And as long as the earth remains, because the church will never die, that name will be said, because Solomon is such a major part of the Old Testament history of the church. May people be blessed in him, so by what he does for them, and all the nations call him blessed, connecting back to the promise that God made to Abraham in Genesis, that all the nations would be blessed through one of his offspring. It's not Solomon, it'll be Jesus that they're blessed through, by the way, because he saves all people, forgives all people. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. So thanks be to God for all the things he's done, his care, his provision, his salvation. Blessed be his name forever. May the earth be filled with his glory. So notice the shift here. Even though it may sound like Solomon's been praying for an earthly king, and maybe he is, maybe he's doing this twofold. 
Maybe he recognizes this is a prayer that he would be just as he rules, but also that he knows that there is a greater king than him, the Messiah who would come, and he prays that he would be as much like him as possible, but ultimately, thanks be to God, bless this king, bless Jesus. So read back through this in that light. Read this as Jesus, who is just and righteous, who does what is right, who cares for his people, who provides for us always, defending the cause of the poor, crushing our oppressor, the devil. He's redeemed us. He has rescued us. And he is like rain that falls on the grass, providing for his people. He has dominion from sea to sea to the ends of the earth. He cares for it all. He rules it all. There is not a people in this world that is not his. Even those who reject him, they are still his servants. They're rebellious servants, but they're still his servants. He delivers the needy when he calls. Jesus hears our prayer. He answers our prayer. He has pity on the weak. He saves the lives of the needy. And we're all needy as sinners, are we not? We need salvation, and Jesus has brought it. From oppression and violence, he redeems their life. From sin, death, and the devil, he redeems our life. For our blood, our lives, are precious in Jesus' sight. Long may he live. And, Easter greeting, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Jesus lives forever. Death has no more dominion over him. May gold of Sheba be given to him, so let us give him all the gifts. So let's bring it all to him. It's all his anyway. Prayer be made for him continually. And there I think we would change it to to, as an English preposition, to him. We pray to Christ continually. And we thank him all the day long. May he provide for us. May he grow his church May he bless his people, and may his name endure forever, a prayer that the church would never be snuffed out, which we know, because Christ upholds his church, it will never be snuffed out. May people be blessed in him, and we are, our sins forgiven, and we have life in his name. May all the nations call him blessed, that is, may all the nations have faith, and thank God for what he has done. Hopefully that's helpful to, to look this text over in both ways here. It's hard to say what was in the mind of Solomon as he wrote it. I like the idea that Solomon even got to look at this from both perspectives as we just did. I can't guarantee it, though. So Solomon writes this psalm, a prayer that the Lord would strengthen the rule of the king. Give your people a good king, O Lord, and he has. He has given us Jesus. Amen. Praise me.